18 minutes it is uh, before the uh, top of the hour. We're under the microscope this evening and uh, we take a look at the Zambian situation. Mele Wuhan Peku is my guest this evening. Mele Wuhan, good evening to you and welcome. Thank you so much, uh, Aya, and to the listeners. Let's maybe start off, uh, I guess, you know, with the, the person of Hakainde Hichilema. Fourth time lucky. It seems, mm. uh, but uh, paint some of the background and the history to this. I was saying to the listeners yesterday uh, that this is probably as big as when Frederick Chiluba in 1991 uh, took over from Kenneth Kaunda. It could be. So um, he um, he comes sort of from a, from an interesting background, as we know. He's a wealthy man, very similar to our own Ramaphosa, a cattle rancher. He's of the Tonga. Uh, language group because ethnicity, mm. unfortunately, in Zambian politics is quite important. And, and, and I say this because he's been accused of deploying um, his ethnicity by some of the opposition leaders, which I guess is also the, the nature of opposition. And as you rightly say, he has been the, this particular uh, party uh, leader since 2006. He succeeded mm. somebody called Anderson Mazoka. And as you rightly say, he, this is, in fact, I think, sixth time lucky for him um, in trying to gain um, the ascendancy in party political elections. But I think the other thing about him is um, that he's, he's an economist, he is um, a businessman, an entrepreneur, and he's also shown himself to be a, consist- a consen- consensus builder. So he actually managed to rally um, most of the opposition movements against a, a bill, one of the elect- electoral reform bills mm. last year, which is going to be part of the constitutional tinkering to enable a third term, unfortunately part of um, some, some element of African political DNA. And he's mm. also managed to attract the support of 10 political opposition movements in Zambia in his bid for the presidency. So, I mean, he seems to be able to sway quite a bit of influence, a lot of power, mm. and, to, and to find middle ground. What do you make, Mele Wuhang, of this sense? And uh, it does seem quite prevalent in South Africa, least of all, I guess, in social media circles, that this was, uh, I guess, the election where young people expressed their will. Um, and I'm battling, I guess, to make the connection between, uh, you know, the, the aspirations of very young Zambians um, and the person of Hakainde Hichilema or even his political organization. Mm, I mean, he's quite conservative at best. And I, mm. I, I do think that what he's done is to play the media and especially the social media card quite well. I don't think that you notice, Aya, and, and the listeners, that a lot of our younger, uh, this generation of African leaders right now, there's this kind of channeling of this Obama-esque uh, charisma, this movement, mm. this finessing of trying to look quite accessible, trying to distance themselves from that big man of Africa, you know, that, that strong man of Africa persona that your Museveni's, your, your Mugabe's, uh, your Miyomas, would have carried, and I and, and I suppose that that appeals. He appeals. He makes the right noise around um, young people need jobs. He makes the right noise around young people need to be put to work. A demographic dividend, and I think a dividend is only useful if it is actually being treated with respect, and if there's actually mm. a space for that dividend in the economy. But I mean, nonetheless, he deployed a lot of that um, that rhetoric of change, and it, you know. You're right as well in terms of the UNDP. The thing that's interesting is that there's nothing really new here, Ayabonga. So if you remember that this particular party is, was actually formed, um, uh, the UTNDP, I should say, was actually formed uh, as, a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as an amalgamation 
of um, three other parties. I think there was the Forum for Democracy and Development. And, of course, Unique, which United National Independence Party of Kaunda. Mm. So somewhere mm. in the DNA, right, is this kind of um, linearity between the old and the new. So I think, you know, we, we seem to be, not, I don't know if we're really recreating new ideas or, or rather recycling ideas and recycling um, ideological mixing and matching um, for, the, for, 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 the, for the current times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I guess there's also then, you know, uh, um, alongside all of what we're talking about, uh, you mm-hmm. know, all, alongside all of the political currents, uh, there's also the economic issues. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the looming elephant in the room, of, of course, has always been how do you structurally transform the Zambian economy, diversify it, mm-hmm. you know, over mm-hmm. two-thirds of the export basket being solely copper, uh, you know, it certainly does, I guess, you know, have massive implications, not just on the political economy of the country, but also on what is potentially possible. So, um, so the president-elect has really played up the role of the political economy um, and, and, and the proximity to good, you know, to good governance, the rule of law, um, democratic institutions, institution building, um, human rights, and all of these other nice things. And he seems to really make make the, the suggestion that the reason that there has been corruption, the reason that there's been misgovernance and mismanagement of the state and of state resources and of economic resources is because of a lack of basic management skills, to put it quite simplistically. So, in, in, you know, his, his big idea is um, around, um, you know, debt restructuring. I was fairly uh, unsurprised, but horrified nonetheless that he had immediately, um, you know, made a phone call to the IMF um, to speak mm. about debt destruction. And that's not a new idea because he's been talking about this for about a couple of years. Ever since I've been keeping my eye on him, this has been his MO. And he also meant he's also been talking quite a bit around um, uh, the, the need to look east, of course, um, and, and really leaning quite intensively on not only IMF uh, loans, but also the potential of Chinese investment, whatever that may or may not be, because it's also a high level of sinophobia and, 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 and hostility towards Chinese businesses in, in Zambia. And, and I have to say, having been in Zambia, not all of it unfair. I mean, I think that the ways, you know, the kind of the labor relations, social relations um, are quite toxic and quite racist, quite frankly. But I think the other thing there is, is that um, he's, he has to deal with the, the central bank's decision, which has to raise the benchmark interest rate by several basis points. But, and lastly, remember that um, the... The unemployment rose to about, I think, 12%, I think, according to the ILO, uh, last year. And, I mean, these, remember that these are conservative figures, right? So it, it, it's possibly double or triple that. I mean, even in key South African scenario, it's usually a lot more than what is said. So, mm-hmm. and, and then, of course, the most of, mo- uh, one in five young people are said to be um, unemployed. So all, in, in all of this, all that he's offering is IMF debt restructuring, He's saying that we need to, that they need to get the economy moving again. That it's really important to open up for business. That foreign direct investment mm. is a panacea for all of this, uh, and that of course after that he'll get to the real business of opening up. Uh, I think I mean the, the languaging was some. I mean I, I'll leave I'll leave it to you and the listeners to discern what you make of this. But I mean the languaging was to the vulnerable, the women, the elderly, the children, and others. Um, but the main thing is to get the economy moving, and then of course the, this will, the benefits of this will trickle down, assuming mm-hmm. to all to all of these um, to all of these vulnerable groups. In inverted commas, the vulnerable. Oh, okay. Mele <laughs>
I want you to hold the line there for me for a second while we take a quick spot break. But when we come back, uh, we'll continue, I guess, to take a look at uh, the political economy of uh, the Zambia that uh, Hakainde Hichilema, as the president-elect, will lead. Let's take this break. Mm -hmm. SABC invites you to a webinar in celebration of Women's Month on the 19th of August 2021 from 11 a.m. right through to half past 12. Now join a panel of leading women from various sectors as they discuss the efforts being made to realize an equal future for women in our society. The event link will be shared on all SABC digital platforms. We're under the microscope this evening and I'm in conversation with Mele Wahang Peko, a political economist. And we're speaking about uh, the uh, political economy of Zambia and uh, yeah, what's in the inbox of uh, Hakainde Hichilema, uh, declared the winner of Zambia's hotly contested presidential election. And mm. uh, Mele Wahang, before we went to the break, I guess you spoke about the debt restructuring. Mm. But we've also seen the copper price. Uh, I mm, guess, you know, as people would say, yeah, doing the things. Um, and in a sense, uh, that might, I guess, make those discussions uh, a lot less desperate for Lusaka. Uh, but also, I guess, uh, in many ways, uh, might also present, you know, the flip side of the knife edge uh, of, um, you know, monocultural economies, economies that are reliant on commodity prices, because I guess everything that goes up in that context uh, most times often goes down. Yeah, it can go down, and I think this is exactly what happened in the first instance, um, where this is what happens with the financialization of commodity markets mm. in any case, right? So um, I think, you know, the, the stock price in, in, in Zambia's mining mining firms has over the years been extremely popular. You know, it's been a, it's been a bit erratic, and I think that the, the moment of truth was possibly in the late 80s into the 90s, where previous to that, the copper prices had been high. And I mm. think that really, frankly, I think that the KK's legacy shouldn't be too tarnished by exogenous circumstances, which were the plummeting prices, which were not beyond, which were beyond his control. What was, and, and, and that was linked with, of course, the structural adjustment and, of course, you know, the economic readjustment then. And that meant that the collateral for that, you know, the, the, the moral debt was the, the loss of the Zambian airlines, Zambia Airways mm. at the time, as part of the debt, the debt, the debt payment, yeah? So what has happened in the meantime is that, of course, um, Zambia um, been, has, been, has been heralded as, a, as, a, as an example of some sort of um, economic resurgence. I mean, it's often named as one of the fastest growing this, that, and the other. And there has been great growth during the 2000s. But the question is whether this growth has actually is really the same as um, whether you can really have structural change without social you know, transformation. Mm. So, it, you know, they, they reclaimed their middle income status that had been lost since independence. 
Um, they also, and then, they, you know, the usual things that you see that are the sign of supposedly prospering economy, lots of malls. I'm always shocked every time I go to Lusaka. It looks more and more like, um, you know, Johannesburg, for example, yeah. you know, the, the rise of malls. Um, and so forth, and rapid urbanization. Um, and, and as you rightly say, though, what they haven't been able to do is to really de-link their, their fortunes from, um, from the copper prices. What they did do was to, to, was to, was also to, to, to lift their, to appreciate the, 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 the quacha. So mm. over the last, last, Five, ten, fifteen years. The quarter has almost has appreciated significantly, but that's also to do with the, the forex and the dollar reserves that mm. they have been retaining and pegging their salary, their, their their currency very much to the dollar, which is falsely, in my view, appreciated it. So, in fact, the the quarter and the rand are mm. almost um, are almost at, at on par. But it's a, it's a it's a it's a shallow. You know, um, Aya, it's a shallow economy. It's a it's a bit of a straw man because at the at the as we have seen of late, if there's any mismanagement of the fiscus, if there's any mismanagement of the economy, even those copper prices, which are so which which are have been have been fantastic, cannot deal with the redistribu- redistributive issues. And what should have happened, which what KK did, for example, was to make sure that the benefits of the copper prices were then reallocated back into mm. the social economy, building schools, building bridges, building homes, building houses, that kind of thing. And that really hasn't happened in this instance. So yeah. that le- means that you have these great, a strong economy which isn't transforming real lives, which I think is of no real value. Mm. I, I guess, you know, those distributional questions of what happens when the prices are good from, uh, you know, an allocative perspective and what that means for your social mm. transformation also mm. presents demographic tensions. I mean, you, you've mm. got a, a relatively young population, mm. which if there isn't meaningful diversification and structural transformation of the Zambian economy, mm. um, is going to be a headache for policymakers um, by way of, I guess, uh, a largely disengaged working age population for a very long period of time, just by mm. virtue of, I guess, of how young, uh, you know, or how much of the population is consists of those who are, Categorized as young, and I mean, where, and where are they then going to be positioned and situated mm. in contributing to this economy, in contributing to an asset base, right? An idea, a, a brain's trust, as it were. Particularly because you know, our I think the expectations of young people now are entirely different to the sort of expectations that people had in the 1960s the 1970s, and so forth. And I think, when, I mean, of late, there have been several reports that have emerged around what economic diversification could potentially look like um, in, in Zambia. And for years, even since we were, since I was growing up there, always there was a question of why is um, a diversified export or import-orientated agricultural sector not much clearer, um, not, not much more finite, beautiful mm-hmm. land, very rich, very fertile. Definitely. Another question was whether tourism alone is enough. Because I, I, I'm not in favor of, um, you know, kind of the, creating one country as a human zoo. I mean, that's for all kind of, you know, just my own colonial anthropological sensibilities about relying on people to come and examine sure, people, black sure. brown people to stare at you and, and, and that being your... But I mean, in terms of what... For example, ecological tourism could look like um, mm. what, 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 what could ethical tourism look like. And the other piece of that is, you know, manufacturing, the manufacturing and energy sectors. 
in Zambia, which again have been underutilized. But I mean, transforming an economy, as you know, Aya, um, is not is not is not that simple. You know, it yeah. takes time to really restructure. You have to think about your energy grid. You have to think about your power grid. You have to think about your skills. Your skills, dividends, what it takes oh. to actually get there. And it's not it's not a five minute fix, huh? Yeah, and interest. I mean, I'm just thinking as you're speaking there. You know, you could get all of those right and still you know, have whatever it is that you're doing sabotage just due to the entrenched interests of people who might have stakes in the old order. Maybe a last one, Mele Buhang, if you had any message for HH, as he's known there, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I guess as he stares down that inbox now, what would that message be? And I guess also for many of the Zambian people who might be listening to us from places like Kabulonga. Yeah, man, my people, my people. Well, basically, I think the first would be congratulations and that, you know, um, I am deeply sentimental about Zambia for all kinds of reasons. Mm. But I think that I would hope that um, President HH would think twice around the overwhelming reliance on foreign direct investment and to really think, rethink how to recapitalize internal investments um, and, and also rethink the human dividend. I'd also hope that you will rethink the, 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 the kind of addiction, addictive uh, attraction to the IMF as well, because I, I do think that debt restructuring, as we know, can be a bit of a trap, an intergenerational trap. Um, and I mean, it, it, it might solve short-term problems, but coming down the line, long-term, it's really, uh, yeah, We've seen, we've seen what it can potentially do. And I also hope that, in fact, for as well, that in terms of manufacturing, um, in terms of really comp- building a competitive, uh, a competitive advantage around different forms of technology, um, energy technology, mm. which Zambia has a lot of potential for, that that's something that they might think about. But, but I think any you know, hydropower and so forth. But I also hope more than that as well, that we rethink what it means to be, an, you know, in opposition, we rethink what it, mm. what the meaning and the significance of the transfer of power. Sure. Because if we're transferring power, we really need to be also transferring ideas. We mm. also really need to be ensuring that we're not repeating more of the same. Yeah. If you look at the mantras, the rhetoric of all of these traps when they came in, they all came in nicely. Lungu came in nicely. Chuluba came in nicely, mm. and they all become kind of reproduce the same, um, quite dogmatic, neoliberal, and of course a slight, slight slight addiction to staying in for too long. So I really would hope that uh, President HH, please mm. uh, take the antibiotics and, and, and don't go there. <laughs> okay. Mapeku, as always mm. a pleasure catching up with you. Uh, Thank you.